1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday for this week. You know, I've got a question through the email podcast at Saltwater Experience this week. Asking about seasickness, and I started to launch into doing a episode entirely on seasickness by myself. And then I remembered this conversation that I had with Jason Stemple in episode number twenty-two. Jason Stemple, as you know, is an expert photographer that accompanies me on pretty much every one of my trips that I go on. Into the blue being the most challenging; it's done offshore, and uh, people that do. videography, photography, staring through binoculars uh, can, can really kind of throw you into a little bit of seasickness when you might not always be kind of susceptible to it. What it does is it kind of magnifies things and um, guys, I've seen some good photographers go down from seasickness. So Jason uh, rarely does, I've never seen him really out down for the count. And so I asked him about what he does for seasickness, how how he manages that. And um, he's a great one to go to because if you could just imagine that everything he's doing just magnifies it probably times 10. So uh, what he does is good for everybody. And when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know, those tips that he talked about would be a good how-to Tuesday. So that's this week's how-to Tuesday, how to avoid seasickness with my good friend and expert photographer, Jason Stemple. So how do you manage to look through the viewfinder most of the day and not get seasick? Because I know that I've seen <laughs> some pretty uh, well-known photographers go down. And I have also looked through either binoculars or a camera lens for a while, and I don't get seasick. But all of a sudden, you start feeling, Whoa, ah, that's tough. I mean, that will send you down. That I, I don't suggest that on an offshore boat, and I don't suggest ever going below deck to go to the oh, bathroom no, or whatever. Not. That is uh, the recipe for getting really sick, really fast. So how do you, do you have any tips on not getting seasick when you're looking uh, through a camera lens?
0: Well, I, myself, I have to take gramamine. Um, so I take that every, you told me before, take it the night before take it the night before. And then in the morning, yeah. um, if there's any chance you might be susceptible to getting seasick, I'm kind of on and off, you know, if it's not bad, I don't need to take it, but if it's really bad, which we still go out generally. Um, <laughs> always. I tell yeah, we always go out. I, you know, I'll take, I'll take the pills and it helps, but it, it doesn't always do it, you know? So when you're out there, you know, don't stare through a, you know, telephoto lens for too long. Definitely be completely prepared to have everything you need on you. Cause if you go down and look in your bag, it's not going to go well. You know, yeah. If, you, if you're in your camera box for more than a second or two, that's when you can, it hits the switch on you. So, huh.
2: and uh, that's what, uh, most captains will tell you, you know, if you start struggling with seasickness or, or feeling like that, just stare at the horizon yeah. and staring at the horizon, you know, is, is good looking in the camera box is bad going below yeah. decks is worse yeah. uh but i also yeah. think that just staying busy like yes, like you're absolutely. you're kind of you you keep you're keeping your mind active and mm-hmm. uh and you're, you're 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 not thinking about becoming seasick i think when people sit there and go i don't know if i'm maybe i'm feeling yes. seasick then that's absolutely. when that's when it's absolutely happening so if you keep your mind active you know you're rigging you're helping people do other things seems to mm-hmm. help uh, not, not get seasick, but yeah, I don't um, think
0: I've ever felt sick too sick on good fishing days. Yeah. You know, it's always the day, you know, and I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking, even if it's super rough, if the fishing's good and there's stuff to shoot and things are happening, you're like you said, your mind's engaged and you're doing stuff. Yeah. When the fishing's slow and you're anchored up and nothing's happening and you start to think about it, that's when it goes bad.
2: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that Dramamine too, because for me, I don't really get seasick, but it. I think, I think becoming seasick for a lot of people, me included, is mostly in your head. Mm-hmm. I think if you start thinking about it and you start Absolutely. thinking, I think I'm getting seasick. You are getting seasick. So I'm in a situation to where uh, I'm not able to take Dramamine because it has an effect on me that renders me unconscious all day. (laughs) I I mean, seriously, like if, if I needed to take, I don't know if I needed to be unconscious for something, a long plane (laughs) trip, a dental, dental emergency, I could just take a Dramamine and I would be completely unconscious and and that stuff has such an effect on me that i just simply can't take it and fish or work or produce the shows or do anything i mean i am completely unconscious and so uh somebody told me before like when when we first started into the blue and i you know, I certainly didn't have the experience offshore in the type of weather conditions that we were going. <laughs> Everyone else is canceling and we're saying, yeah. no, we got to go. I mean, we need shows. So, I mean, it's blowing 35 miles an hour and we're going offshore. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, whew, I better take something. Um, and somebody along the way told me about, um, you know, if, you're, if, if it really knocks you out, you should take one the night before and then maybe take a half that morning um, because, you know, Dramamine is like 12 hours. So if you, uh, if you take it at bedtime, say you go to bed at 11 and you wake up at six, well, you've got, it it has fully taken effect. So when you step on the boat, it's already in your bloodstream Mm -hmm. and you you're coming off a rest. So it doesn't make you, you're a little groggy, but it doesn't, just knock you out immediately unconscious and it's already in your in your bloodstream so you get offshore where it's really rough and when you're just kind of getting your your bearings it's already in you and you don't get seasick right away that has been a very good tip and then i find that if you know you feel like that's not enough then maybe you can take another half on the boat or another full on the boat um where i see a lot of people that have the same issue that, with it that i do they take it first thing in the morning and by 10 o'clock they're unconscious and, yeah. and they just don't enjoy the day so for your kids or for whatever uh even for yourself you might try taking it the night before and not taking it on the day of fishing and maybe that's enough and and you don't get knocked out completely yeah. and I, I also
0: think too if it if you take too much I mean, it does it. it makes me kind of a little foggy but it doesn't knock me out, but it makes me kind of foggy and slower on my feet. And I think that has hurt me before too, when I was, I wasn't feeling my best. And I think I had taken too much and I didn't, I was a little foggy. So it kind of, I wasn't at my best and I wasn't controlling my body as much as I needed to be, you know, when you're you're getting beat up, you start getting thrown around, it affects you more.
2: And, and that affects your pictures because yeah. the sailfish is already back in the water and you're just taking pictures of holes in the water
0: yes, Damn. exactly
2: <laughs> I would think that I would think that a, a, a dolphin or a wahoo mm-hmm. you know like a jumping fish a kingfish uh a, wah, a, a kingfish I think could be difficult because well they, they don't they don't they,
0: jump at any they jump when they eat. You know, yeah. they might jump after, but they don't. It's I mean, completely unpredictable. They get,
2: they get 20 feet in the air, but they're unpredictable. Where I find yeah. that a tarpon and a sailfish uh, a yeah. lot of times are doing this, this jumping uh, late in the fight right at the boat. Mm. Yeah. And the sailfish, some of the best shots you've ever taken of the sailfish, uh, appear as though you just stop this fish in 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 mid jump but what's really happening is they're kind of in a tail walk and they're just kind of staying on the surface half their body out of the water half their body in the water and they just keep doing this for six eight ten feet along and the trick is is maintaining that focus as you're as the fish is moving either closer to you or further away uh which can be very challenging that's often where i end up with a, a photograph that I'm disappointed in because I'm thinking, how could I miss, you know, but then yeah. you zoom it in a little bit and you look at the fish's face or his eye mm-hmm. and it's out of focus. And, and, you know, you just weren't able to maintain that the cameras. Now there's some cameras that, uh, can help you with that. And yeah, to, there's, tra- to maintain. there's
0: tracking and focus tracking and stuff. And, right.
2: Uh, and that's often the else? best pictures I've ever taken of the tarpon too, or not, you know, eat and jump, that's when they're going to jump the fastest. It's later in the fight when mm-hmm. you're just about to grab the fish. Maybe you've already even put your hands on it once, and then it's st- it's it's six feet from the boat, and it does two or three leaps right by the boat. And, yes. And they're slower, and they're more predictable, and you see the fish rising up in the water, and then all of a sudden it just, you know— goes and it may be even doing a little bit of a tail walk or you might see it hit two or three jumps right at the late stages of the fight which are slower jumps and offer the photographer a better chance of of getting it if you know what you're looking for you know if you're if you're prepared and, and
0: a bigger factor there is the closer the fish jumps to the boat the wider of an angle you can use in your lens and more that will be in focus. Yeah. So, so if you're zoomed way out on a fish, that's, you know, hundred, 200 feet from the boat, your, your, uh, depth of field is tiny. So you have to be dead on with your focus where if it's closer to the boat, the angle of the lens is wider, more stuff is in focus. So hmm, cool. And a, and a wider angle lens doesn't need as much light. So. Okay.
2: All right. Well, that's, uh, those are all good tips, man. And, um, I think we've pretty much gone down, um, this whole list of things that I wanted to ask you. Uh, but mostly, mostly I think the first few minutes of this conversation were probably some of the best tips that we, that we had, uh, the way that you hold the fish, the way that you're positioning yourself, uh, with the light, paying attention to the background. Um, and, uh, and just being generally, uh, mindful of, of the composition of the shot Mm -hmm. I think is, uh, is going to help a lot of people take a, take a better picture. So if you guys are out there taking better pictures and this podcast has helped you, why don't you tag us on Instagram? You can tag Jason Stemple. What's your handle on, on Instagram
0: at Jason Stemple photo.
2: So at Jason Stemple photo, tag your best photo and uh, let Jason take a look at it. And maybe he can uh, get back to you with some, um, with some ways that it could be improved. Or maybe he just says, man, super jealous. That is the best shot I've ever seen. Uh, But either way, tag us on Instagram, tag me. You can tag uh, Tom underscore Roland or saltwater experience. And also Jason Stemple photo, follow him. And you can, um, if you're an aspiring photographer, I would strongly recommend that you follow Jason because he is put, putting some, some of his best work is, is right there on Instagram for you to look at. And you can look at the composition. You can look at the way that he does the light. You can really start to reverse engineer. Uh, his photos to make your own photos better. Maybe you don't want to be a professional photographer. Maybe you have no desire to be a professional photographer, but everybody likes to take a good picture. And uh, Jason's been kind enough to offer what, how long have you been a professional photographer, Jason?
0: Oh, let's just say 20 years.
2: Okay. Let's say 20 years (laughs) because neither one of us want to feel very old, but Jason's been at it for a long time. He's made the transition from uh, regular photography film photography and dark room uh, type work to digital photography and uh, editing on the computer and he's really picked up a lot of stuff and he, in my opinion he's one of the best photographers out there and so follow him on Instagram and you can kind of reverse engineer those photos and, and compare some of your best work to some of his best work and and uh, he's an open book man if you uh, reach out to him tell him, tell him you. you like his work and, and maybe he'll, he'll help you out uh, with some of the questions that you might have on, on general photography, but anyway, thanks so much, Jason. And, uh, we will do it again. Uh, if you guys like this podcast, please go and rate and review it on iTunes and again, tag us on Instagram or wherever your social media exploits take you. And until next week, we will, uh, we'll see you. Thanks a lot. See you, Jason.